0: Good morning. This is MT uh, MT Clark, and this is the MT for Christ twenty four seven podcast.
1: Yes, it is. And
0: uh, this is Bible study with the Incati's, and today we're joined with Arthur and Susanna Zincotti, uh, Pastor Bob Costello, and my yeah. lovely wife Tammy Lynn Clark. Good
2: morning, everybody.
0: Good morning. Good
1: morning. I'd like to open with all disclaimer as we were just discussing a few minutes ago. Last week, unbeknownst to me, okay, because there was no makeup. No scene, no props. (laughs) I had no idea. When I clicked on to review what we had uh, done uh, Sunday afternoon and I saw that video pop up, I says, whoa, I did not get the memo on this one. So that was a big surprise. But here we are. Hey, Hey
0: buddy (laughs) wave! yeah oh boy here we go (laughs) yeah i just i just made the podcast you know we're gonna we're gonna release the uh, the videos for all the ones that we've done on zoom and uh, they'll all be uploaded to the youtube channel by the end of the week and now we'll see lots of more uh Arthur speaking with his hands and doing, but I'm sure that was all captured previously and people discover that as they look at the previous messages and they'll see that, you know, that we're all actually here and uh, we're all actually, you know, present and uh, we just want to be more accessible and uh, you know, whatever, I guess we want to show people our face. Um, show we're really real people and uh, you know, we're real Christians, and we really care about the word of God. And uh, well,
1: that's
2: yes, yes, now it can I can change people's lives. Yes, that's, that's that's all I that's was going to say is that yeah. that we're, we're basic just folk <laughs> showing you that we're real people, that we're not any kind of special anythings, we're just average people who love God, who love the Lord Jesus, who love having the Holy Spirit within us, and, and who love, love each us. other. And mm-hmm. we, we do so from a distance. Because we're not in the same town anymore, but we still love each other, and,
1: we and uh, still uh, want to have dinner together, even though we're not in the same town anymore. So that'll
2: mm-hmm. happen. But anyway, yeah, the we, ladies
0: will work that out.
2: The yeah, ladies right, will work that out. Right. But just, yeah, just for the listener and the viewer, mm-hmm. we're just, we're just normal people, just real, just basic people, and we mm-hmm. just, we're glad you're, you're with us. And today, oh my goodness, I haven't. See, I don't get to see the, the title. You
1: no, know, she tries to sneak in. I the don't. office periodically and
2: oh not good really. night
1: honey she gives me a little kiss and glances no i go like eyes. this yeah I know she does actually
2: i try not to look but anyway revival revival, oh. revival. you know that re- to revive something it has to be dead first
1: okay uh, yes thank you for sharing that <laughs> <laughs> all right great hallelujah that is thank you great. for reviving us by the spirit of god gathering us here this mm-hmm. morning lord God, under your tutelage under your wisdom under the shadow of your wings we're so grateful to you this morning for waking us up to a new day a day that you have made and declared that it was good because everything that you made you said was good lord god and we're going to walk in it and rejoice in it today and uh, we exalt you and praise you We lift your name on high, and I I pray that you'd open the eyes of our hearts and and our lips, Lord God, to utter truth this morning, Lord, and to well up truth in the innermost parts of our being, Lord God, that we would both um, uh, be vessels and and also willing to receive um, the word uh, as it comes forth today, that we might be changed into the image of your Son. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. amen 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 well yes indeed uh the topic of today's study is indeed revival and uh what happened was last week we glancingly did you know that glancingly is not a word actually it came up on my spell check and uh because I use it anyway. Because I don't. I certainly don't care. As far as I'm concerned, it's a word, all right. And it, it's it's replete with meaning. We glancingly uh, touched on the subject of, of revival only to say that it was similar to resurrection, but it dissipates. <laughs> That's the problem with uh, with revival and the people that Jesus revived or the, the man that was revived, brought back to life because he fell on uh, Elisha's Elijah's bones in the Old Testament. Uh, they, they did indeed revive, but they died again because that revival uh, uh, dissipated in them. And so we're going to look at some of the aspects of revival, what, what we've come to, to consider it and call it in contemporary Christian life it has some uh it's kind of pregnant with certain connotations and and meanings interesting story uh, on my behalf i I think is that when i first got saved and and ended up ended up on the doorstep of uh, uh, the calvary assembly of god here and the next town over and the excellent little church uh vibrant ministry um and um we It was in the Promise Keepers, early days of Promise Keepers. And we had a a pretty good, just formed a a pretty tight uh, men's group. And we went to a Promise Keepers meeting and we were having a Saturday morning men's breakfast. And I'm really the newcomer there. And I'm sitting around the table with these uh, (laughs) Rob McKay and and, uh, all these people and uh, we're having a discussion. And I pipe up, you know, Mr. Like uh, Peter put his foot in his mouth. And I said, so we're talking about revival. And I said, so so, what is revival, <laughs> right? I don't know this because we all, right, ratchet into our Christian ease sometimes speaking mm-hmm. to either non-believers or people from a little, little different vocabularies. I said, so what is revival? And it, it, the conversation just stopped, right? It was one of those moments, the pinter pause. Everybody just stopped. And I don't think anybody really answered my question to tell you the truth. I bet. And um, that sort of that experience is sort of echoed in my spirit because um, I think mm-hmm. we do need to, to um, define our terms mm-hmm. and answer questions yeah. that rise up both in, in our own hearts and for the sake of both non-believers or, or newcomers to the faith or, or whatever the case happens to be. And of course, we want to answer those questions with the truth of, of God's Word and um appropriately so so right. that's i don't what, know
0: if, i don't know if this is the time for it but you know in terms of a revival i can't help but think of pastor bob and you know the way he came in uh to the faith him. really during the the whole jesus movement i don't know if you wanted him to speak on that
1: i do um i was uh, mindful that andy elms uh, is a is a pastor in england who has planted like 30 churches in England and has a real vibrant ministry. He's a friend of uh, our ministry here at Rock Solid, Mm -hmm. comes frequently. And in one of the uh, sessions where he was, I believe, preaching at a men's breakfast here, Mm -hmm. he talked about um, revival. And he says, what, what we really need to live in is (laughs) revival, whatever. And he really didn't uh, define that Mm -hmm. other than Know, to unpack what revival is and to suggest that we should stay there yeah. and not allow revival, so to speak to dissipate um, well it seems to me yeah. like
2: it is it's the same kind of thing as the difference between tabernacle and habitation you know in the old testament they the the, yeah. the um the one of the feast of the tabernacles where they wanted right. they all lived in booths and all that kind of thing and it was a kind of an, an invitation for god to come and visit them yeah but well, we don't want just a visitation. Right. We want a habitation. Indeed. And Mark, yeah, you pointed it. that out several times about how the Holy Spirit lives in us. And we yeah. are, right. you know, the, he inhabits us. And, yeah. and we're the temple. And and, and we're, so when you see re in, in front of something, then you, you you do ask, well, what does Bible mean? But I'm sure vive is like Latin for life or something to that effect.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that occurred to me that yeah. uh, I like to just open with that I did not include in the notes, but um, in, in, um, in the context of any relationship, relationships are, 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 are subject to some forms of, of dissipation, at least uh, relationships, human relationships in, in, in the terra firma. Uh, we start out with great, great fervor and excitement, and enthusiasm sometimes, but that can lapse, and wane, and go into different seasons of life. Uh, uh, Susanna and I don't personally know anything about that sort of thing, but uh, I mean, I've heard stories yes, that is. other people uh, have experienced. You know, actually, uh, a couple of years ago, we were privileged to go to a, a family life um, marriage conference, and it was uh, rich, and it was... Uh, Uh, Revived our relationship in many aspects. Mm. We were, uh, we also saw a marriage counselor for a season, which likewise um, Brought new life into our relationship. And so this is what I think that we're uh, um, Painting with a broad brush here, but this is what what a a good uh, uh, Definition or suggestion of what uh, revival is like we're in a relationship with Christ. We, we already are, but we know that that we have a tendency to drift. We have a tendency mm-hmm. to lose our focus and, and our attention. We might start out on on fire for Christ, you know, uh, reading mm-hmm. the Bible uh, every day, every way, moment that we have uh, some downtime and uh, witnessing and, you know, going to services and serving the church and serving people. And time goes on. I've said in the life past, happens life happens. Sometimes we just wish that God had saved us and killed us. Oh, because yeah. that in-between period, you know, is yes. is tedious and complicated sometimes. <clears throat> so... Now, um, I love I'm the joking.
0: fact you guys are brought up the, you know, the fact of the Holy Spirit's indwelling and, yeah. our, the, you know, the, the fact that it's a relationship and how relationships can ebb and flow and how they can you know we take each other for granted so that can happen in our relationship with god and we can go off the path a little bit and get spiritually cold there's always the analogy of the the hot coals together right and when um i mean when you take one of the hot coals away from the rest it seems to cool off well occasionally in the body of christ the whole and you know, uh, you know, if we're not staying faithful to our, our connection with the Lord, uh, moment to moment and, and uh, and our spiritual disciplines to keep that, that relationship alive, that Bible, uh, going, we'll need revival and, uh, we'll Indeed. have to press back in. And that just, and, and is that an indictment on us? Not necessarily. Um, yeah. you know, we, we're, we're, you know, mortal beings that forget things and, have to remember things and you know as I've aged I can you know I recall seeing certain movies years ago and then sitting down to watch them recently and having no idea what happened <laughs> it's, a, it's a new experience so if this right, stuff yeah. can happen to us in in our normal relationships and our experiences here on earth um you know we can't fault ourselves for for needing it in our relationship with the Lord. And yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, th- I think this, the scripture speaks to those things and and Jesus in his parables often spoke to those things. Yeah. The good that, thing
0: yeah. about Christian revival is we we tend to, you know, something that's, you know, typical of a Christian revival is new people coming in, people being yeah. drawn yeah. in um, by the Holy Spirit to um to become a part of the body.
1: You know. right. We're going to talk about things like that. Uh, before we go any further, I, I just uh, I, I want to point out the obvious that. It, 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 it indeed we are typically the ones that drift, you know, yeah. the, the Lord does That's not Lord. need mm-hmm. to go to a revival meeting or be revived in any capacity in his love for us, because mm-hmm. that uh, he poured out at the cross and, and continues to uh, extend his His hand of grace and mercy to mm-hmm. us on, on a mm-hmm. daily basis. So it's a, it's a matter of us. And today in many churches around the world, uh, a cry is going up to God for revival. Mm-hmm. So it, my thinking here in today's study and the fact that we, we touched upon it last week would be, it would seem wisdom to carefully consider what it is that we're asking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I want to just note the old old adage that uh, be careful what you pray for because you might get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And um, uh, we want to really unpack what this is uh, what revival is and, mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. this expression is now the, the word it was an interesting word it's only present in in the old testament interestingly or not conceptually it's we we see it of course in, in the new testament and we'll we'll talk about that for instance acts chapter two um, uh, but the 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 word is it, for revival in which only occurs in in ezra uh, well, it, it appears eight times in the Old Testament, but particularly in Ezra chapter 9, uh, by hier, uh, and appears eight times, uh, is um, in it, 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 another form of it, of uh, Haya, uh, Strong's 2421 appears 262 times, in is sometimes translated live, alive, save, or quicken. Most particularly, uh, it's it's translated quicken, uh, or recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Ezra passage is, is very very interesting because there was a sort of revival going on in Israel as the um, the children uh, uh, of of the captivity were coming back. And of course, this is this is uh, Daniel, this is Nehemiah, this is Ezra. Those. Those chapters in the Old Testament where the Babylonian captivity is coming back to Jerusalem, rebuilding the city, and uh, Ezra the priest uh, is uh, spearheading some of some of the efforts, and the Ezra passage is is rather intense. We're going to look at are you looking that up. Sweetie? Yeah, I'm going Ezra chapter nine. Uh, it's rather intense, dealing with the problem of the the leaders in Israel. Particularly, the priests and the Levites haven't taken foreign wives during the captivity, and the injunction here was to put them away, mm-hmm. since uh, this was transgressed the law. So this is not just like some fluffy thing like stop smoking or you know uh, I don't go with girls that chew or I don't chew or or how does that go, brother? <laughs> you remember no, this one yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah i, I know. don't
0: it's <laughs> i don't drink smoke or chew or go with girls that do that
1: girl, exactly oh goodness, exactly yeah. Yeah. um the latter part is re- <laughs> relevant and
0: apparently that was that was drawn right from ezra it's a bible <laughs> it's, a biblical, <laughs> exactly. it's a biblical uh principle because these guys, these, these priests uh, had, had married foreign wives who were, are, yeah. were, we were right. you know, expressly told the word of God not to, uh, not to co-mingle with. And, yeah. and yeah. the call was to, to give up that relationship and to honor the relationship with the Lord, uh, yes. first and foremost, in and, and yeah. real real terms here.
1: Um, well, I'm going to read some of this, and I want to cherry pick it because it's it does it goes into chapter 10, and it's a long passage. But it, it says when these 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 things were done, the leaders came to me saying, the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands with respect to the abomination of the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, and the Moabites. The Egyptians and the Amorites, for they have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons so that the holy seed is mixed with the people of those lands. Indeed, the hand of the leaders and rulers has been foremost in this trespass. So when I heard this thing, this be, being Ezra, I mm-hmm. tore my garments uh, right. and, and my robe and, and plucked out some of my hair of, on my, of my head and beard and sat down astonished.
2: Well, if I can just interject sure. that, the point is, is that the leadership had done this. Yeah. 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 That's who the people are supposed to follow. We're supposed to follow our leadership. And if our leadership Indeed. are doing something inappropriate. Right. Yeah. Then something needs to be done about it. So, and this was
0: in regards to the Old Testament temple, uh, you know. And, and uh, I was just reading Leviticus this morning, um, Leviticus 22, because you know you want to have some light reading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leviticus 22 is all about um, how the the gifts couldn't be offered to anyone other outside of the priestly family. So, yeah, like yeah. if you were married, if your daughter, if a priest's daughter was married to a quote on outsider she wasn't allowed to partake of the holy gifts because of her association with someone who was outside of the leadership. Um, right. And and it talked about how um, all the sacrifices had to be uh, pure and unblemished. Um, you know, uh, when, it, when it came to God, um, these distinctives were to, you know, set, were, you know, called out ones, the church, what are we called out from? We're called, we're set apart, we're put out we're not as the rest of the world is we're god's holy chosen people and um there's supposed to be a distinctive difference between someone who's uh, who is god's child and someone who isn't and it's these some sometimes um not clear things that we have to choose and uh the text here in ezra points out you know um these people are being identified for you know their their previous their previous cultures which are all um you know demonic in terms of uh, their forms of worship and so it doesn't sound like they were a convert you know and they married these people and it wasn't like they they necessarily gave up their old customs so things were being right. and just and just their association to their the, being an outsider would would it would um, take away the holiness of the, the leadership. So it was a real, and that's why Ezra, um, you know, uh, tears his clothes um, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, something exactly. as it should not be to echo Paul's sentiment, you know, should we sin more uh, so grace would abound? May it never be the emphatic, no,
1: you know. Right. But uh, thinking of the dynamic of this, uh, considering what what it all entailed, uh, to uh, children were involved in this in this scenario. Uh, he goes on to say so when, when I heard this thing well and then uh, verse four says, then everyone who trembled at the word of words of God of Israel assembled to me because of the transgression of those who had been carried away uh, captive and I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice and at the evening sacrifice I rose from my fasting, and having torn my garments and my robes, I fell on my knees and spread out my hands uh, uh, to the Lord, my God. That's always a good thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. when you recognize a transgression or even deal, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with our, our, oh, our I like own uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, indeed. And, and, I, and I said, oh, my God, I am too ashamed and humiliated to lift up my face to you, my God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads and our guilt has grown up. Uh, to the heavens since the day of our fathers to this day. We have been very guilty and For our iniquities. We our kings our priests have been delivered into the hand of the kings of the lands To the sword to captivity plunder humiliation as as it is to this day now for a little while grace has been shown from the Lord our God to us a remnant to escape and to give us a peg in his holy place that our god may enlighten our eyes and give us a measure of revival in in our bondage for we were slaves yet our god did not forsake us in our bondage but he extended mercy to us in the sight of the kings of persia to revive the same word again to revive us to repair the house of our God, to rebuild its ruins and to give us a, a, a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. You know, remember from Isaiah, God is, the Lord is called the repairer of the breach. Mm-hmm. Now, our, our God, uh, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments. And it, it goes on uh, that they that they meet, they, they uh, counsel about it. Um, in verse 12, it says, now, therefore, do not give your daughters and your wives uh, for their sons, nor take their daughters uh, to your sons, neither seek uh, their uh, peace or prosperity, that you may be strong and eat uh, uh, the good of the land and, and leave it as an inheritance to your children. And, uh, and the end of the whole thing, in, uh, over in, in chapter 10, 19, it says, and they promise and they gave their promise that they would put away their wives mm. and being guilty they presented a ram uh, of the flock as as their trespass offering and and it goes on to name uh, oh. some some of the, the culprits in this transgression so uh, when i say you know to be careful what you pray for because because you might get it you know god is not is not uh, uh, winking his eye or or toying with sin this right. consequence and um, uh, the willingness to to walk out uh, the consequences uh, and to genuinely repent this is not just, this is not just, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, God. You know, sorry, I know you'll forgive me. You know, you say in your word, you got to forgive 70 times seven or whatever it is. So uh, I'm, we're good, right? And and we talk about all the time how people, like uh, the, the verse we just, invoked uh, may i I'll sin that grace may abound all the more right we we, yeah, we walk in this uh, frequently that we just rest on the forgiveness of god as if to say well i'll, I'll do this anyway but god you know i'll just ask for forgiveness right
0: yeah because you could be in the church clapping your hands and screaming for right. a revival and meanwhile you have sin in your life mm-hmm. and the revival that might come, you know, yeah. that could come is that you should repent and turn from your sin, that you need, there's more ground in your life to surrender to the Lord and, 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 you know, fight the enemy and, and take back for, for his kingdom. Uh, and I love the, the, you know, I love the word of God. And I just love the, the way mm-hmm. verse 12 in Ezra nine says, now, therefore do not give your daughters as wives for their sons, nor their daughters for your sons and never seek their peace. Peace or yeah. prosperity, and that's, you know, the way of the world is, hey, let's make a deal, uh, yeah. we'll have some peace, we'll have a little yeah. prosperity, and yeah, we're with these unbelievers, and whatever, they're desperately wicked, but hey, we're making out, we're doing okay, you know, let, live and let live, and all that, but it's not supposed to be that way, um, you know, we're supposed to seek the Lord's, uh, and never seek their prosperity, that, that we may be strong, and eat the good land good of the land and, and and leave it as an inheritance for our children forever. So it's not like we're going to give up one thing for, you know, we're not going to lose by compromising. We're going to, we're going to gain, we're going to gain Indeed. righteousness. We're going to gain what the yep. Lord has for us rather than what we can get from the world. Um It's a different, you know, economy, but God, uh, God will never leave us without anything. You know, I
2: agree. Pastor Bob and your, um, journeys as a, a leader and a pastor of different churches have you had to 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 give such a harsh word sometimes that's what give a harsh word like this sometimes? oh
3: yes yeah. yeah um and that's important uh, that's part of a pastor's job is to correct reprove rebuke, and correct you know that's part of our when i was ordained uh they said that over us because we have a tendency as we've been saying to cool up mm-hmm. to We don't resist the flesh. Right. We forget we're in a warfare. We're born when you get saved, you're born into a war Mm -hmm. (laughs) against the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And we gotta fight. We can't be passive. You can never be passive as a Christian because you have an enemy. And he waits for opportunities to I think number one, distract us. That's Mm -hmm. his biggest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Distract Christians into Cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches you know get us off track that we were not focused on the kingdom of god we're not focused on his work we're not focused on you know prayer and worship and so on and witnessing mm-hmm. you know right. to be faithful so we all do that we all get distracted and when uh, most of the church is distracted and we f- we, we start falling into sin god's holy and he's not going to dwell around those things that are unclean and so on. So he begins to pull away. yeah this is he good. wants to yeah. dwell among his people. Mm-hmm. So he said revival so that we repent. That's number mm-hmm. one in revival. Repent yeah. of our sin. See our sin. The Holy Spirit makes it real. And then get us back to, you know,
1: that first love.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a real good.
1: important. Mm-hmm. That's good, Bob. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, that is uh, so very true. Um, Our present day experience with revival uh, is is a bit different than Ezra's Mm -hmm. experience. Uh, So just to take a snapshot of a a few, uh, some churches hold spring revival meetings. Uh, I know Susanna is Southern Baptist. This is a big thing in the the Baptist church, right? Mm -hmm. uh, The spring revival. And it would uh, typically be marked by some more frequent meetings, maybe weekly, daily meetings. Uh, special speaker, uh, prayer meetings, perhaps uh, morning gatherings, or or things of that sort. Um, Some churches or denominations hold actual revival meetings. and In these meetings, again, a special speaker, typically uh, an evangelist might be invited, um, most likely, and, and they hopefully be marked with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by signs and wonders and healings and prophecies tongues like at pentecost for instance it, mm-hmm. that's the that's the um the barometer or the hallmark or the pattern that we're, we're looking towards right. and it, i think
2: that people do these like you said the spring yeah. because that's when we're thinking of reviving we, we've yeah. gone through a winter of yeah. of you know death and things are are you know not blooming and now we're coming into a time around here is just becoming so beautiful more sure contaminated it is it you guys have been going on walks and things yeah. like that and on the trails and the just the, the flowering pears around here and the cherries and yeah just amazing yeah. The, the beauty that's that's blossoming and the, and yeah. the, the grass and the tulips yeah. and all those things are coming up so it stirs in the heart of the christian i think that says yeah. It does. I need, as Pastor that's Bob right. says, we, we get distracted. We need yeah. to refocus on right, God. Right, and I think that's right. why in the spring we often see these kinds yep. of, of meetings yep. happen.
1: Yeah, my soul is stirred and revived. And I'm sure everyone is, even the non-believer. Remember, uh, you know, God is uh, first uh, evident in the firmament. The firmament declares the glory mm. of God. And in just seeing life uh, uh, blossom again. I'm invigorated by them. Mm -hmm. Uh, some churches revival breaks out very unexpectedly. Uh, We're going to talk about some of those and, and um, be, it may be the result of, of years of simple and faithful, Mm -hmm. faithfully performing service to God, just uh, 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 God's visitation in the midst of, of simple hearted folk who have just been doing the work of the ministry for years, faithfully, and, you know, what we, what we consider as revival is, is a special presence that the yeah. Puritans understood this. There was, there were three sort of manifestations uh, in the Puritan understanding of, of the presence of God. You know, he's present in the word. He was present in the gathering of two or more, but also there was a, a special presence. And, and, you know, we see this expressed in, in the Old Testament. God was present in the pillar of fire. In the cloud, he was present in the in the in the holy of holies and in the ark of the covenant. He was he still omnipresent. He was still yeah. present outside the camp. Yeah. He was still present in you know uh, on the moon and on Uranus and places like that. He was still omnipresent, but there was a special manifestation which we uh, the scripture calls the Shekinah glory, but it was a special manifestation of God's presence that that. Uh, entered space and time. Mm-hmm. So we we uh, have come to think of revival as an outpouring of God's spirit upon a, a people or a people group as in Acts chapter one to four. Does anybody have that? Somebody grab, I, th- I think we should, we're gonna talk about revival. We should really read Acts one chapter two. <laughs> or chapter two, one, one to four. Okay. Now let me get
0: that. Uh, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, So, mm-hmm.
2: But I love the mm-hmm. fact
0: that, you know, I think the the, 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 the prescription for um, for for revival that that a lot of um, people have pointed out is prayer and, and yep. mm-hmm. to be in one place in one accord. And usually these revivals start with prayer and uh, people's hearts being turned towards the Lord.
2: Absolutely, and that's yep. obvious
0: in uh, obvious in Acts one, um, or uh, Acts two, uh, verse one.
1: Yeah, we also have the element of one accordedness, and we know that in uh, Psalm one hundred and thirty-three it says, "Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity." Mm-hmm. And the end of the psalm says, "For the uh, for there the Lord commanded the blessing." Right, so right, right. um god is really into unity that's a a, a a key element in the one accordedness or the harmony some uh, uh translations
0: i can't right. recall i can't recall the verse but there's the one where uh the lord inhabits uh the nation of israel's praises or something like that
2: right. oh, he's, and, um, the praises he's
0: and obviously the where two or three are joined right. together the there's the lord so you know there's there's, there's good things happen when we get together as believers, you know?
1: Yes, yes. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, so w- I've got to, I listed a few examples here. Certainly yeah. we have uh, Brownsville. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, brother, did you attend Brownsville? Yeah. You did. What, to ple- what was your experience? <laughs> it was, was not normal. <laughs> <They're>
2: not <laughs> normal.
0: normal. Not That's normal.
3: Start singing and the, God, would just show up? Yeah. I called it the manifest presence of God. Yeah. It's very unusual, and you know, people would be healed just worshiping God.
2: Mm. Uh,
3: at the mm. end, after the preaching, people would run to the altar.
2: Mm. Right. I mean,
3: run, not just walk. And and then people were praying for one another. It wasn't a one man show. Right. It was the body. Yes. And I was I was kind of caught up in it, and then I I'd, I'd take time and watch. And it had one guy who was so funny. He was praying for people. One of the elders, two men were holding him up. His legs were so weak, and he's praying for people. And every so often, everybody would go down. He would fall. The two guys holding him would fall and just lay there smiling, Lord. I mean, it yeah. was like
1: yep. very unusual. Yep. You know, but I loved it. it,
2: was,
1: mm. it was mm. Yeah, this was amazing. Uh, it broke out on Father's Day in yes. June on 1995. Right. So this was a, a situation where yeah. revival broke out all of a sudden right. uh, in one place for whatever reason. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it, it had a great run through to yes. 2000. Uh, it got a little complicated with church politics and, yeah. and a split that happened, which and they started a Bible Satan, college. Is and, getting involved. You know, this is what we're talking about yeah. with the dissipation, mm-hmm. but um, it was uh, all the things that Bob uh, experienced yeah. was, was the experience for so many people that went that traveled the world. I read an article about yeah. uh, some about 40 pastors from uh, yeah. uh Japan yeah. came. Uh, travel to uh, Brownsville yeah. to just yeah. to drink yeah. it in and That's to take right. that spirit, you know, with them right. and translate right. it, and it and it re- did echo and reverberate uh, th- around the country as churches were started, right. movements were started. I yeah. think promise keepers grew out of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All yeah. kinds of things were right. sparked by this uh, rekindling of yes. faith and this right. determination uh, to to honor God. Of course, we have uh, Azusa Street. Uh, in Los Angeles uh, in 1906. It, it, it shortly followed an earthquake, um, which measured 8.3, which wow. was centered in San Francisco, but uh, which some, some people invoked um, uh, Romans chapter 8, uh, 19 to 21, uh, around those the circumstances of, of the earthquake. And, and right. then, uh, go ahead, sweetheart, please read that.
2: Uh, for the earnest expectation of the cre- creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subject to the fertility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it to, in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Yeah. So I imagine that's what they were. It was seen as a sign, a you know, sign. that the
1: the earthquake. There were the, an article I read said that there were rumblings of 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 similar. Uh, Movements of God in, in Houston and Ohio prior to Azusa Street, but Azusa Street experience has likewise uh, it, it you know the 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 thick of it yes has dissipated, but it has also rippled throughout the nation, yes. throughout the world, and we continue to live mm-hmm. in that. And yeah. you know the assemblies of God was birthed out of that. Teen Challenge was birthed out of out of that uh, whole whole effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great one, be- beautiful, I mean, just beautiful. The Fulton Street Revival right. mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. Um, uh, centered in, in at the North Dutch Reformed Church on Fulton Street in New York City right. in 1857.
2: So, is that the one that was started by the businessmen that met together to, to start yeah, praying? yeah. So, you and know, we talked about lunch and yeah. time and instead to right, eat, right, they, they, right. these businessmen went together and started praying. Right. Yeah. And yeah. from men who are leaders, once we, we started this Bible study just a few minutes ago, we talked about that the leadership had d- done wrong. Yeah. These leaders during this time, it seems to me that they finally re- they were saying something's not right. We need right. to pray. Yeah. We need to change. Yeah. yeah. And from their prayer, right. like you said, Mark, from their prayer. Is a great revival. That's
1: the key. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, the first meeting had, uh, I think, six uh, uh, participants. It, uh, the, 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 the pastor, uh, Jeremiah Lamphere, uh, who... So the circumstances of this was that there was a, kind of a, a demographic change in, in Manhattan. Uh, many of the residents in Manhattan had moved uptown... Ooh and had left the downtown district to businesses mm. and, uh, and immigrants. Mm. And so the whole complexion had changed. Mm. Church uh, attendance had really dropped off. Right. And so this new pastor was coming in. He was walking around town, introducing himself, passing out flyers, saying, come to church. Right. And he got this bright idea. Again, you know, not of in and of himself. We right. we always give the glory to God because you know, we try to think up goofy methods and things mm-hmm. of that sort, but yeah. you know when God is in it when right. something like this happens. Right. Yeah. And he says to to call a prayer meeting in the yeah. afternoon right. because it was businessmen's practice to take an hour or so to rest and kind of recuperate yeah. from their busy day. Right. Uh yeah. also a sidebar is that in 19 or 1857 there was like on the brink of a great depression there was a huge economic downturn um the uh uh, uh the crimean wars had just uh finished and that impacted uh, wheat uh, uh import and export uh all kinds of it was a confluence of factors and so people were desperate and, and searching. You know, mm-hmm. th- this is a, a key element in, in revival right. when, when hard times kick yeah. in. And, and so just to uh,
2: underpin that, honey, yeah, Romans 8, you know, continue in Romans 8, the 20, 25 through 26, it says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it. its perseverance. Likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for right. we do not know what we should pray right. for right as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession yeah. for us sure. with groanings we cannot utter yeah. and so you can imagine these people during this these periods of times when yeah. things are really getting scary and freaky yeah and as Arthur says, yeah. they didn't just like come up with this great idea No, the spirit comes up with these ideas and he puts right. it into people and says if you'll just pray yeah. right. and i don't know, I know what to pray but if you'll no, just I, pray
0: i don't like to play revisionist profit or anything but i mean if you look at the dates guys it's 1859 1860 yes. was the beginning of the civil war yes exactly. Um, there
1: were political rumblings you now if there's a
0: revival going on and then the suddenly there's a there's a there's a conflict that that's going to stop slavery yeah. ultimately mm-hmm. <laughs> let the lord's will be done you know i Amen. mean you know what I mean? You get goosebumps thinking about stuff. And like it was, no, it it was
2: precursored
1: by this revival. And no. so it started very humbly with just a few people. And it just grew exponentially almost overnight with mm. hundreds of people. He kept it uh, for an hour, started on time, ended on time. There was no preaching there was music sometimes a hymn yeah. sometimes a, an exhortation but mostly prayer uh and uh, non-denominational people could come and go as they had time in yeah. their schedule yeah. and it spread to cities uh, like boston like yeah. uh philadelphia uh it spread like wildfire yeah. um uh, charles finney you know was involved this was his time uh and
0: uh so, uh, right. And then, I mean, if you look brethren, at, this, right? you know, I mean, these are the northern, world world. Ci- these are northern cities that are being being yeah. hit yeah. by the spirit of God. Right. And, and surely thereafter, the northern cities and and, and states, um, you know, began a conflict that would end slavery. Um, yeah. They, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I hate, it's, it's, you know, cross, we can't really put one together with the next. Yeah. But yeah. when you look at the landscape, you say, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very observant and well said. I, I total agreement
0: with You know, that. we're 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 getting drawn to God. We're yeah. we're we're coming against the things that are evil, and the civil war breaks out. Yeah, Talk exactly. about a consequence of a revival, yeah. uh yeah. you know, a war. Um well
1: in a similar regard, we have the first great awakening. Yeah. At a time when the idea of secular uh, rationalism was being emphasized, and uh, and passion for religion had grown stale right. during the, the new age of enlightenment was was being yeah. ushered in. This was the time of uh, of Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards, right? And we know that that and I couldn't sleep last night, so I was read read a, a bunch of articles about this. But this, of course, you know, secular historians kind of split on the subject, but this first great awakening set the stage for the American revolution. It actually, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, people, the men who grew up in this dispensation yeah. developed, uh, a kind of, um, you know, they were, they were standing in a, a kind of rejection or rebellion of organized religion and hierarchies and things that that's, that mm-hmm. had already taken root in the colonies mm-hmm. in the, you know, latter part of the 17th century. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, throwing that off. So uh, the impetus was already cast, the die was already cast to throw off the uh, abject uh, rule of of England and, and the um, uh, uh, royal uh, uh, imperialistic system of, mm-hmm. of government.
2: Uh, so again, Mark, you know, there's another situation where Prayer is happening, and then to address the atrocities, to address the, the wrongs yeah. that are against God, right. a war breaks out.
0: Yeah. Right, and That's I mean, you know, was. and 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 some of these people undoubtedly lost their lives, but there before they did, they were made right with the Lord.
1: Exactly, uh, the second Great Awakening, and again in in, in the United States, and and and, sp- and this was not confined by any way, shape, or form to the United States, but. Uh, likewise, in in Germany, uh, Switzerland, some of the, many of the Reformed countries, uh, uh, 1790s plus or minus to 1840s, uh, individual salvation and free will over predestination was uh, was the die cast there, an embrace of um, uh, uh, Armenian Armenianism as opposed to to Calvinism and predestination and that, and that sort of thing was kind of the hallmark of, of the Second Great Awakening
2: is that uh, based on the fact that the Bible was now printed in people's own language? Well uh, I would think so people, you know, people could know, read it for
1: themselves Well it yeah. was I mean that was years prior you know in the colonies still, in the colonies particularly even as early as the 17th century the early settlers came over with two mm-hmm. books they came with the, with the Bible, the New England primer. And the literacy rate in the early 17th century, the settlers was 95%. Wow. The literacy rate of people who could read and write in the colonies was 95%, wow. far exceeding Great Britain, where, where they had come from. Now, wow. of course, you know, there was a, a percentage factor in terms of size of population yeah. and things of that sort. But That's the awesome. colonists as Puritans, right, valued the word of God and uh, the ability to the, read it. So, what was that in the early uh, schools, the Puritan schools? The old
2: deluder,
1: satan. The old deluder, satan act. So it was important for children to be able to read, right. particularly so to read the satan. scriptures. Yeah. So they wouldn't be able to fall, you know, be deluded or deceived by satan. And yeah, that was my, an act uh, passed in in the colonies, I believe, yeah. in Massachusetts.
0: So, yeah, one of my one of my. Um... Uh, students from my last discipleship class came from Plymouth, Massachusetts.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. And
0: and in Plymouth they have the they have this um uh, statue or whatever and it and it it was it basically reflects the uh the way the Bible um was was really the a huge part of the educational system um yeah. in the early yeah. colonies and and how it was based on the word of God and um, Kirk T. Cameron did a movie um, that highlighted that 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 monument not long ago to show that, you know, in many respects, uh, even though we're not a Christian nation, uh, our founding fathers, um, the reason why our nation was founded was so they could, you know, uh, worship the Lord without oppression. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, Pastor
1: Finn used to say that um, we, we, we were not, this was founding of a nation this was the planning of a church mm-hmm. yeah this, this was the planning of a church because mm-hmm. the pilgrims and we know the whole saga yep. uh, of, of that uh, situation um the catholic church and the uh, uh, in the catholic church the idea of revival they don't use that language uh, would be expressed mm-hmm. in the formation of of new orders like the benedictines uh that sought to separate themselves to a, a higher calling of holiness mm-hmm. you know so uh uh, saint benedict um in 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 the, the fourth century okay that would be the fifth century i always get these around the fifth century <laughs> uh 400s. Well, the 400s was um you know had had entered uh uh to the church and you know through the academy so to speak the law and and whatnot and studied and you know was confounded by the corruption because he, he came right. in at a Difficult time because Rome was uh, collapsing all around him, and he uh, sought a monastic life for a, for a period of time. But because of his piety and his monasticism, people started to gather around him, and he started a a, a movement or an order, so to speak, uh, of of uh, monasteries where they were committed to to really living out the gospel, so to speak. You know, right,
0: it, it, and that's. And that just points to, you know, like you said, for the Catholic church to develop new orders, you knew something was up um, because that's really a push for discipleship, uh, living out our faith authentically, not just in, you know, traditions or, you know, ceremonies, um, but to actually live the Christian life. And the church, you know, couldn't deny it because it was, they were following the word of God. So they allowed these things, uh, you know, and so they could put up, you know, all we have, the people who are really trying to live the authentic life, that's the monastic orders and for the rest of us, you know, it's sort of, uh, it was supposed to be, no, you shouldn't have set a new order, you should have put new order into the church uh, to allow everyone to to follow the Lord and not just make it for spiritual superstars. Um, So, you know, sometimes, or you know, like or revivals dissipate, or they get rerouted, or whatever. So, you know, right.
1: exactly. I like that exactly. word, spiritual superstars, and, and unfortunately, we still defect to that uh, notion.
0: Yeah. And, that's, and that's right. and that's and if there's anything I want to do as part of the ministry that we have is is to show that the Christian faith isn't for spiritual superstars; it's for everybody. Right. Right. And we're Amen. not, you know, I was just talking to my wife this morning how um, the Chosen Christmas special had uh, Christian artists perform works, but they were all dressed in white. And some of the men looked like their faces had been waxed because they look like these, these pristine angelic beings. And as nice as it looked, I thought that it sets up a dichotomy of like, well, you know, they're they're a Christian. They're really this set apart um, super saint. Whereas, whereas I, I think it's it's more, you know we do, do we do ourselves a disservice when we when we project Christians as that um, yeah. that we it is for every man and we we're not necessarily you know ivory white uh, you know purest as, as snow um, and that we're real people that are that are, have a real heart for God. Um, that yeah. doesn't necessarily, you know, uh, come out in our clothing and our in the way we look, right?
2: Uh, and, know, I think that's, and,
0: what's and that's what the harder revival is 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 a, is a, is, a, is not um, putting on a uniform. It's it's putting on Christ and right. living out authentically um, our Christian faith and on a day-to-day not, day basis, but, right? Right
2: on a day-to-day basis.
0: Day-to-day,
2: yeah. I think that's one of the things that we've been trying to do with our. You know, when we even when we started before we even started doing the you know recording these these bible studies, Mark, when you were here and we started that, it was just to encourage one another, to encourage one another to be and to live the Christian life. We had no we have no desire to be superstars. Right. Yeah, that you know we we have no desire to be superstars. We're just normal people who love (laughs) God, who want to serve Him and try to do it seven days a week, twenty four seven.
0: Right. And I love that what we had previously at Rock Solid Church was uh, we had the midweek service and it was sort of like that midway point to re congregate, come together and encourage one another and praise the Lord, you know, to, that we were doing this uh, as as our lives, you know, with our lives, not just as some empty expression of, of faith once a week, but that we were trying to live it out every day. And uh, I love the way we came together as a community to encourage each other. Um, and i'm man. sure
2: that that will happen again yeah. you know satan well, sends yeah. all sorts of kind of things and you know with covid you know cl- trying to close down churches sure. which yeah. didn't work we're still we're still here we're still, yeah. How- we're still you know praising god but i mean it just what it did was it moved it into the home
3: yeah, yeah.
2: and i think a lot of homes now have their their midweek or their their times yeah. to get together and, and and to pray together with people in their neighborhood or people yeah. around and that's that's good. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because that's where discipleship would do. Right, you right. He went out so into the community. Extent, right. yeah.
1: So um, we tend to fixate upon the miraculous. As a matter of fact, Benedict walked in in the miraculous. It, yes. He was very. He's always the. the you know, you, you have to demonstrate the miraculous. Now, now,
0: Arthur, I just have to say, was it was it a was it a miracle that he was trying to follow the Bible or? Uh,
1: he had a guy walk Maybe.
0: on water he a catholic a, guy, a catholic who wanted to follow, saying, follow the right bible now. was a miracle no no, no. no, 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 no.
2: walking on water I'm bashing a, any religion big
0: one all right but walked on water i didn't know that <laughs> we
1: tend to fixate on the miracle signs and wonders as in acts chapter 2 the ezra pa- passage though emphasizes the deep and right. a sometimes uncomfortable call to repentance. Right. Repentance, right,
2: that's, that's the hard
1: part. Read in uh, right. Hebrews chapter 12, mm-hmm. verses 1 and 2, I think uh, uh, this is indeed a call. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so, so great, great a cloud, great cloud of witnesses, witness. all these revivals that we just read about, this is the great cloud of witnesses, uh, let let us lay aside every weight and sin that which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race set before us. So, you know, here's the implication. Let us lay aside Mm -hmm. the things that have caused us to drift and dissipate from the Mm -hmm. faith. And, and revive in terms of our, of, of our pursuit, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. There was no dissipation in Christ. Uh, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we see a, a, a sort of blueprint here, lay aside. And look to Jesus. Okay, lay aside mm-hmm. the stuff that easily ensnares us—the sin, the the distraction, mm-hmm. uh, all the you know the cares of life yep. and, and 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 lusts of the eyes, and et cetera, et cetera—and right. right. look to Jesus, right. who who should really be captivating enough. But yet, you know, yeah. uh, you know this is you know this is a spiritual dimension. Uh, to see him, to see mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. So we get, uh, we get confused. We James open four. with James and uh, 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 the rest important. of that, the rest of that passage, if you've got that, I is got it, also yeah. um, relevant here. All right. So back to James 4.
2: So it says, um, therefore submit to God, I'm reading from verse seven. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's Cleanse what your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Exactly. Lament and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will let you up. Yes. Yes, yes. And I think that that's, you know, people yeah. kind of get, well, we're supposed to be sad when we're in the church so mourn and lament and weep. No, no, no. That was for a moment. That was for a time. Yeah. when you recognize that your sin has caused you a separation from you and god right As it, the whole the beginning says draw you know draw near to god and he will draw near to you like we said at the beginning of this, this lesson it's we who drift yeah God mm. doesn't go anywhere no, he he he's always there he's no. always there um
1: so. I, I read a, a an article last night by uh stephen nichols the the president of reform bible College. And about this dissipation, he says, you could say awakening comes in two forms. There is the awakening, the rising of new life out of death. Uh, this is the call to poor sinners. But even those who have been awakened need awakening. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's us oftentimes. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, we slumber in our uh, spiritual laziness. And so we are uh, summoned. To wake up. This is the call to redeem sinners. And it's not by human effort or by natural means. We're awakened only by uh, and always by divine and supernatural light. Only by God's grace and always uh, for his glory. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the revival within the church, which uh, always should spur and instigate a, a revival in the community and bringing mm-hmm. in new life and new sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor Finn used to preach on, on Mark 5 and, and the woman with uh, the issue of, of blood. And he always said that a woman is a, is a type of the church. And he says there were two things that you can determine about this woman with issues of, of blood. Well, first of all, he said everybody in the church has issues. Okay, so that was a, <laughs> number one. But number one was... Two things you can distinguish about this woman. Number one, there's no intimacy.
2: They can't even be around her.
1: Yeah. And number two, she's not pregnant. So that's a huge indictment of the church, the church that has issues um, and is not walking in unity, that there's no intimacy. Uh, particularly with God, because, you know, God rejects the proud, but gives yeah. more grace to the humble. And he draws us mm-hmm. in when we're ready to humble ourselves and, and forget about. i say one thing about uh, revival. In the midst of revival, nobody cares what color the carpet is nobody cares what so-and-so's hairstyle or what so-and-so said to you this week or posted on instagram or i can't believe this happened or i can't believe they they're not even real christians because nobody cares they just want to get in the presence of god Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and the unity did you sense the unity in brownsville you know was that yeah you know you know, you didn't, you didn't care what color somebody was, how somebody smelled, you were ready to pray for them. You were ready to love on Mm -hmm. them. You were ready to embrace them as brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is a a huge dimension to what goes on when God really visits his, his people in in this, in in this dynamic. And so, um, uh, that's what's uh, at, at stake here. Uh, Pastor Lamphere uh, on his flyer printed the following: uh, How often should we pray? Well, should, should I pray? As often as the language of prayer is in my heart. As often as I see my need for help. As often as I feel fell the uh, or it must have been feel the power of temptation. Right. As often as I am made sensible of my of any spiritual declension or feeling aggression of a worldly earthly spirit in prayer we leave the business of time for that of eternity Mm -hmm. and intercourse with man for intercourse with god Mm -hmm. i thought that was so telling um but you know uh, when i say be careful what you pray for uh, because revival requires is going to require your time and attention Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going to require uh maybe the grass doesn't get mowed Maybe um uh, we would miss a few meals. Yeah. No one said
2: Tammy really? Did you see that? Oh no! Way <laughs> yeah. back
0: to the- Tammy Lynn just <laughs> mowed my yesterday, and I uh, couldn't like, be happier.
2: Tammy Lynn's face, but you could have seen mine when he says, because I love to mow the grass. She loves. That's, my, that's she my, mows my. grass,
0: and yeah, we love yeah. that. I'm the happiest man that could be. Does
2: that means if not mowing the grass means that salvation will come to that's okay
0: name. yeah if, if we yeah we can so she'll get to it later to if we to need God. to have a revival
1: yeah there is a cost to revival yeah. um and it it costs our time our attention our laying down our own lives and our own agendas uh and and taking up our cross daily and actually living out this this uh this Christian faith, the way that, that uh, Christ intended us to as Mm -hmm. his disciples, you know, the disciples left their nets, Mm -hmm. they left their nets, I, you know, sometimes I I just marvel at those simple statements of Jesus, especially in, in, I think in, in John's gospel is, is pretty clear, how he just, you know, engages, Uh, Mm -hmm. there was, uh, there was some inference that particularly Andrew, I think, and, um, and James, were disciples of John the Baptist earlier, mm-hmm. um, but here they are, mending their nets with their father, mm-hmm. Zebedee, James and John, mending their nets, and Jesus comes and says, "Follow me," and they leave, right. you know, a prosperous fishing uh, uh, business, uh, with their father, and um, and follow Jesus right. for mm-hmm. for like two and a half years, yeah. uh, walking around and and trusting him. Oh, you know, we don't have any money today. Well. Go get a fish and open mm-hmm. its mouth, and there'll be a Daenerys and, like who lives like that. Mm-hmm. But that's faith, right? That's yeah. faith. Yeah. And that's uh where God meets us, mm-hmm. right? When we're really ready and willing to extend that level of faith and trust in right. Him, right. not trust in our 401ks and mm-hmm. our bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not not condemning those things those you know we we all participate in in vital aspects of life and sometimes we just get caught up on the train and you know we meet our day and we you know we do what we we have to do but mm-hmm. when when God moves in mm-hmm. get get ready to, to lay some things down lay down mm-hmm. those foreign mm-hmm. wives okay and I, and it's, it 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 might hurt it might be very painful right.
2: but then to but to buttress
1: buttress oh
2: thank you
0: (laughs) almost didn't get it in there i was so close
2: so close (laughs) buttress all of that you've been saying i turn to philippians three no four we're starting at verse four rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is at hand be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I think we started off, Mark, you, t- you pointed out the, the, that the prosperity and the peace mm-hmm. of the foreign lands that they had taken hold of was not what they needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need the peace of God.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's a different dimension, different uh, dynamic altogether. So we've noticed that revival often follows a spiritual decline, hardships yep. such as war or financial collapse rise of secularism secularism and even folly within the church and is a closing statement i just want to point out that you can't revive something that's not dead you know if you put the paddles on a guy the guy that's still breathing uh, you're going to kill him it's a dangerous situation you don't want to just zap that because then you'll really need them to in order to revive uh so You know, God moves into a a dead situation. Uh, He took the children of Israel into Egypt and put them in that crucible for 400 years, uh, where they came to a point of crying out to Him Mm -hmm. in their spiritual depravity. Uh, And then, of course, we see that roller coaster in the Book of Judges of constantly going into decline and then crying out to God. And then He visits them and moves in their midst. And Mm revisits so this is these are the elements and aspects that are part of revival so that the church that's running around and thinking that we well we got it all together we Mm -hmm. have programs we have this we do that we you know we got Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday it's all uh, carefully charted out and those are not bad things though but if if you don't have if you haven't made margin and room for God to move Mm -hmm. you know if you have to meet Oh, you know this. We have to close the session because our YouTube, you know, feed is going down. Right. And it, right. if you have to meet, it's like the Holy Spirit is like, yeah, okay, all right. You know, you have your reward. Yeah. You know that that's good. You know, mm-hmm. but um, a willingness to 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 genuinely invite the Holy Spirit and and be willing to accept the consequences of that, which ultimately are just yeah. amazing. You know. Mm-hmm. We, the sound of it, uh, even that call to uh, put a, put away your, your foreign wives, I mean, that is harsh and it sounds harsh uh, mm-hmm. in, in the forefront. But you, you can't revive something that's not dead. Mm-hmm. So,
2: wow. Oh, <laughs> <pray I
1: don't. laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> this was yeah. great. And revived at the same time, this is so rich.
0: Lord God Heavenly Father, we just we thank you uh, for another day uh, in your kingdom. We thank you for this this fellowship of the Word that we have together. And Lord, and we we ask you to divorce us um, from whatever we're married to that would get in our way of of our relationship with you. Um, what foreign wives are we married to? Reveal that to us and and have us cast them out and send them on their way. Um, Lord, we our hearts belong to you. And we only want to be married to you and your will for our lives. So um let a revival start in everyone who hears this uh today to, to draw closer to you, uh to submit to you and pay the cost of discipleship of repentance and um and 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 whatever else we have to give up to get closer to you, Lord, and to because because if we do that. we 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 could be used by you to bring more people into your kingdom and we see that um lord that you use people like us um to inspire other people to um to to come in um and lord that's what we want more than anything is is we enjoy the relationship we have with you and we want others to experience it we want others to experience the life that you've given us and Lord, so we pray for our worship services today. We pray for the pastors that'll be preaching. We pray for the worship teams, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would come in them and use them to declare Your glory and Your truth, um, so people can have a have a deeper relationship with You, or have their eyes opened uh, to the possibility of the new life that You have available for them, uh, whether they are, are are outside the outside the camp or inside the camp. Lord, if You need us to draw closer, we ask You for your holy spirit to power to pour in uh to the lives that need it lord mm-hmm. we thank you uh and we just pray for you to protect us and guide us in the week ahead until we mm-hmm. can all meet again uh, uh around the, the the heat and the fire of your word mm-hmm. next yes. week in jesus name we pray amen amen Amen. 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 thank you right, guys uh, we're gonna stop the recording hey, everyone have a, a good week uh, Yes.